want to welcome every one of you that is listening right now on our live stream. It is uh, for sure an unprecedented day. Uh, specifically for me, 16 years in ministry, uh, we've canceled church uh, twice uh, because we live in central New York and sometimes it just snows a, a lot. And, uh, but for a situation like this that we're faced with as a, a world, uh, as a nation, and as a community, this is simply unprecedented. We trust the Lord continues to be at work in all of our lives, and as we gather this morning and uh, around this scripture, uh, uh, we just pray that the Lord would encourage us and reassure us this morning. Uh, it's been a, a wild couple of months around the world. A reminder of a few dates may be helpful. But on the eve of 2020, uh, December 31st, 2019, uh, Chinese doctors reported to the World Health Organization uh, of several cases of flu-like symptoms in people in the city of Wuhan in the nation of China. A week later, on January 7th, 2020, the World Health Organization called this virus the coronavirus. A couple weeks later, on January 21st, 2020, there was the first case in the United States, in the state of Washington. On January 31st, the death toll rose to 213, and the World Health Organization called the coronavirus a global emergency. By February 21st, the death toll was up to 2,300 people. And on March 6th, things continued to intensify as the U.S. cases in just one 24-hour period increased by 100 people, bringing the total to 329 people in the United States. On March 11th, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus a pandemic. Two days later, the United States declared a national emergency. And then, uh, of course, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of, the New York, uh, of New York State, began to place restrictions on public gatherings of those over 500 and, of course, certain stipulations about gatherings uh, under 500, which we attempted to follow through on, placing us in, a, in somewhat of a state where we were doing all that we could to do some social distancing to stop the spread of this virus. Yesterday, Ryan McMahon, the county executive in Onondaga County, declared that Onondaga County was now under a state of emergency and schools would be closing for the weeks to come. And here we are on March 15th. We're wondering, what's next? What announcement will come on the news for us next? What does the future hold for us? Question mark after question mark after question mark. It brings us to a place where we feel vulnerable, potentially feel anxious, and of course with all the logistical issues that we now face as families, trying to figure out what we're going to do with our kids, where we're going to get a particular supplies at uh, the grocery store or food, we feel overwhelmed. We, we feel shaken. Maybe that's the best word, that some of us in, in certain degrees more uh, than others feel shaken. These circumstances shake us. And so we, we want to look ahead 
to a more calm day. We look back on these dates and really we're wondering when will this, on what date will this end? When will there be, uh, when will life get back to normal? And so we look forward to another date, calmer, easier, normal days. Yet this morning, and in this particular time, we're actually going to find encouragement from the scriptures by looking back, way back, 3,000 years ago to really what most would consider around 1,000 BC to hear from a man that shared in real life circumstances. He shared similar concerns that we have, feeling vulnerable, at times feeling shaken, feeling overwhelmed. And his momentary struggles were real. This is not theoretical. This was a real-life situation. And as we read this scripture today, one that we know quite well, and one that has been reassuring for us in many moments, both good and bad, we see that the the person that we look back to 3,000 years ago was a man that uh, held on to an unchangeable and eternal truth in the midst of circumstances that temporarily were shaking him. What we see is that when situations in life shook him, that he held on to the Lord. And this is, of course, Psalm 23. I want to read this for you as a word of reassurance and a way to reveal the eternal truth of who our God is in the midst of life circumstances that may shake us. Listen to these words. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This indeed is the word of the Lord. We see that David, the psalmist here, is holding on to the Lord, his shepherd. That's who the Lord is to David. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He says this out of his knowledge of who God is. You see, David knows the Lord. He knows the Lord. He's read of the Lord. He's been taught of the Lord. He has been in a relationship with the Lord, and he has come to know who the Lord is. He's come to experience in real life circumstances who the Lord is. And David has concluded that the Lord is his shepherd. 
He says this out of a personal knowledge of God. You see that personal word. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not someone else's shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. David says the Lord is my shepherd. He has this personal knowledge of who the Lord is. He knows God's name. right? The Lord, Yahweh, the covenant name of his God. The, Lord, the name that this God had revealed to his people, Yahweh. He knows the Lord. The Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. But he also knows the Lord because he himself was a shepherd. That's who David was. And for him, it becomes a very powerful metaphor that puts on display how the Lord relates to his sheep. You see, David was used to taking care of, watching over, protecting, feeding, and leading his father's flock. And he understood what was necessary to do that well. And so as he's relating to this God that he knows, and he's shepherding his father's flock, it hits him like a ton of bricks. In the midst of my dangers, in the midst of my life, as I'm walking down this path, as I'm facing this particular obstacle, as I'm needing food, as I'm needing protection, the shepherd's always there. The shepherd, the Lord, is taking care of me on the basis of who he is and who I am. I'm just a sheep in the hand and under the care of the great God that I know who is my shepherd. And we understand that, that the Bible continues to reveal that this indeed is who the Lord is and how he relates to his people. Jesus, in John chapter 10, tells his disciples and all those listening, and I think he speaks to every one of us here that is listening. He says, I am the good shepherd, he says in John 10. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He says it again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. We understand that Jesus is the Lord, and that Jesus is the good shepherd. There's a lot of bad shepherds out there, but not Jesus, not so with Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's good in the fact that he sacrifices himself. He gives himself. He lays down his life for his sheep. He does all that is necessary to provide and protect them. And so in the midst of this moment, we must know who the Lord is. He is our shepherd. He is watching over us. He cares for us. He knows who we are. Do you know who he is? Do you know that the Lord is your shepherd right now in the midst of your challenges and obstacles and circumstances, in the midst of this global pandemic right now, while things seem to be changing, while the news shifts every hour? Here's the unchanging truth in the midst of it. The Lord is our shepherd. And he is perfectly watching over us. So in the midst of this situation that, they may, that may shake us, we hold on to the Lord, who is our shepherd. And we hold on to the Lord, who is our satisfaction. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
I mean, we have to confess that we live as consumers that are constantly driven by our wants and our desires. By what we think we need. By the emptiness that we often feel that we want satisfied. And some of us may feel like we're so lacking right now that there's something that we need. Upon hearing this whole announcement about the closing of the schools, the first thing I thought about this morning as I read an email from the headmaster of the school where my kids go, and that's Faith Heritage, is I said, you know what we need? We need another Chromebook. And so I went online, first thing, and I just went to Amazon, because Best Buy was sold out, and I bought a Chromebook at 6.30 this morning. Because that's how we're driven We're driven by, this is something that we need. There's something that we lack, and we purchase, and we consume, and we buy things. That's not necessarily, inherently, a bad thing. But in society, we always think we need something more, that something's missing. I don't know about you, but I often get the case of the, if I just had this, then I'd feel better. We, we, I get the case of the, If I only had this or if I only had that, if we could just do this, then life would be full. But what David is saying is, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. He's saying, I shall not want, that I'm satisfied, that I'm not feeling this emptiness in my soul like something is missing and I have to go get it outside of God. No, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. What he's saying is God is enough. The Lord is enough for him, for satisfaction. I mean, I've seen videos on Facebook. I'm sure some of you have seen this, where there are people literally in fistfights over a roll of toilet paper because we feel the fear of lack. Something's missing. I've got to fight and, 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 and go after the thing that's missing in my life. Please, if you need toilet paper, go get some. Man, I'll give you some. But understand this. The Lord is our shepherd. We have everything that we need. We have everything that we need. He is our satisfaction. And in many ways, knowing this, the people of God in a certain uh, circumstance that we're in like this, I think this motivates us out of our joy and satisfaction in God to turn our uh, attention away from these impulsive, I think I need X, Y, and Z, to thinking about the real needs that people have around us. Because the Lord is our joy and our satisfaction, because He is our shepherd, and in Him we have everything that we need, we can rest in His provision, rest in, in the satisfaction that comes from Him, and look outside of ourselves and begin to think about ways that we can serve our community. Think about the needs of others. And so when situations like this seem to shake us, We can hold on to the Lord who is our satisfaction. He goes on to say that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. You know, in the midst of this situation, we may just not know what to do. We may be biting our fingernails as we face the coronavirus, asking, what's next? 
not sure which way to go. Man, I, I really don't know the best course of action. Not sure what is needed next. Insecurity and uncertainty can, can well up inside of us. And man, that has, has such a, a way of disrupting peace. When we live like, I'm not sure what to do next. I'm not sure which way to go. I don't know what's the best situation for my family or for my job or for the people around me, my community. I'm not sure. All of that just disrupts peace. And as informed as we are as a society, right? Like, I am constantly getting notifications and updates about what is going on. I've been to cnycentral.com constantly, 9WSYR, CNN, Fox News, the Apple News app. I have been as informed as I possibly can so that I'm ready to proceed with wisdom and caution and to care for others. All of that information has provided me zero peace of mind. Information does not necessarily promote within our souls the peace that we crave. We think it does. And I'll be honest, I found myself running to the news more than running to the scriptures the last 72 hours. I've thought that action and strategy and, and news will bring peace of mind. And I wonder if some of you who are listening have felt this very same thing. Shocked at how much attention your eyes are on a screen rather than on the scriptures. But what we see here is that David said, he is the one. The shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. It's the shepherd that is leading me where I need to go. Besides still waters. It's the shepherd that is restoring my soul. It's the shepherd that is leading me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. What he's saying is, is that the Lord is the source of peace. And David, in the midst of his situations that shake him, in, his, in the midst of his vulnerabilities and uncertainties, he's holding on to the Lord, who is his peace. And so my encouragement to you is to rest in this truth, that right now, as a child of God, as a sheep in his flock, the Lord is actively ensuring your good. He's actively ensuring your good. He's actively watching over your life. He's restoring you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. And He's bringing you to safe pasture. That's what the Lord is doing right now. God may feel so distant in the midst of this. Where is God in all of this? He's watching over you. He's leading you. He's guiding you. He's ensuring your good and your blessing. And so my encouragement you, for you today, in the midst of this situation that may have shaken you to the core, is turn your face to the Lord. Yes, be informed. Watch the news. But nothing can replace a face that is turned to the Lord that is living and appropriating and enjoying the constant watch care of the Lord who is our shepherd. Last, we see this. Actually, two more things. We see this. We hold on to the Lord who is our protection. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He says, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. See, in the midst of the dangers that the sheep faced, David the shepherd knows that it's his job to watch over them in such a way to protect them. And one of the ways that the shepherd would ensure the protection of the sheep was the use of the weapon, the rod, that would, yes, lead and guide the sheep on the right path, but also the rod that would be used as a weapon to keep wolves and other uh, dangers away from the sheep. Not to mention just the sheer presence of the shepherd amongst the sheep as a deterrent to anything that would come against them to hurt them. And what David is saying is this, the Lord is my shepherd. Listen, he is always ready to protect me wherever I go. Even though I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, I have absolutely no reason to fear because the shepherd is always with me. God is always with me. He's always protecting me with that rod, that staff. This doesn't mean that we will never get sick. This doesn't mean that, that we will, everything will always be easy. It doesn't mean that everything will always be perfect in this life. No, but it does mean that ultimately, if any harm comes our way, if any disease comes our way, that the Lord is with us and He's using this particular circumstance in our life to guide us down the path of righteousness for His namesake, that ultimately we are safe that ultimately He will lead us where He wants us to go. That every one of His purposes for us, for His namesake, will be, made, uh, will be completed. We're safe. That's it. As a follower of Jesus, as a, as a sheep in the midst of the flock of God, we are safe under His shepherding care. It's Jesus said, to his disciples, I'm with you always, always, until the end of the age. Friends, if you are a child of God who knows Christ as the good shepherd, who trusts in him and holds on to him, you live in the constant protection and presence of Jesus Christ himself, the good shepherd. That's the truth that we hold on to when life circumstances shake us. Last, I'll say this, that in these circumstances that shake us, like the psalmist, we hold on to the Lord who is our hope. You know, people need hope right now. Right? That, that days, better days are ahead. That the future is bright. Yes, this is a momentary challenge that we're facing, but it's, there's a better day ahead. And look at how this psalm ends. Verse 6, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What words of assurance? Surely, without question, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? Forever. Eternally true. So we ask the question, 
What of March 15th, 2020? What's going to happen today? What of March 16th? What of March 17th? What of the days ahead? Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the promise that we can claim as the people of God, those who know and trust Jesus. The Lord is our shepherd. That means he's with us. And if he's with us, goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. This is the hope that we have, the hope that we need. So while we're looking back on 3,000 years of the Lord faithfully shepherding from David to us, we can rest assured that he will continue to do so. One of my favorite quotes is from Adoniram Judson. If you've been around long enough, you've heard me say it. I'm going to say it again as we're questioning tomorrow in the days of head. Because right now we're, we're holding on to the nature of God and the promise of God, considering who he is and how he relates to us as his people. And as Adoniram Judson is, is hanging upside down in a Burmese prison, a missionary to Burma, and somebody asks him who's hanging upside down next to him, what's going to happen? What does the future bring? Adoniram Judson turns to him, hanging upside down with the blood rushing to his brain. He looks at him and says, the future is as bright as the promises of God. So what of the future? Well, I'm here to tell you today, based on Psalm 23 and every other page in Scripture, that there's hope because the future is as bright as the promises of God. He has a plan, he has a purpose, and he will keep and watch over his people as the good and faithful shepherd that he is. So hold on to these promises. Hold on to these hopes. And, and, and follower of Jesus, please hear this. Hold on to these hopes for others to see. Hold them out, actually, for others to hear. I've heard my wife say and read in countless articles over the last week, this is an unprecedented challenge, yes. But it is also an opportunity for us to display and represent the truth of the gospel to people. The assurance that we have. The peace that we have. Such an opportunity for the people of God, for the church of Jesus Christ, to display to the world the glory and the hope of Jesus Christ. So while, yes, you're protecting your own, you're being faithful to what God has given to you, don't forget and waste the opportunity to display the peace and the joy and the hope and the satisfaction and the knowledge of knowing the Lord as your shepherd to a world that is confused, that is scared, that is uncertain, that is turning to other things to calm their anxieties. Point them to Christ, the shepherd, in the midst of this unprecedented challenge that we face. All of these precious promises are for those who know and trust in Jesus. 
So if you're listening this morning and you do not know Jesus as Lord, if you do not know Him as Savior and as Shepherd, know this, that He came, that He lived, and He died, and He rose again. He laid down His life for His sheep so that they would know Him and enjoy Him as the good and faithful shepherd. So as we face this as a society, my encouragement to you is to turn away from your sins and turn to Jesus Christ and trust in Him, and He will indeed be your shepherd. He will watch over you. He will care for you. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So when we're faced with life situations that shake us, that we hold on to the Lord. But really, that's something's missing from that statement. I'm going to leave you with this. That really our assurance is not found in us holding on to the Lord, but His holding on to us. R.C. Sproul says this, We are secure, not because we hold tightly to Jesus, but because He holds tightly to us. It's like what David says in another psalm. Psalm 63, verse 8. The both and nature of what's taking place right now. He says this, My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. How do we respond to this? We cling. But we cling to someone the Lord who is clinging and holding on to us. That's our assurance that we have as we take another step into another day, another week, moving forward. That's our assurance. The Lord is our good and faithful shepherd. It's He that holds on to us. Now let us respond to His holding of us by holding on to Him. People of God, rest in this truth today, that when life shakes us, the Lord our shepherd holds us. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you. You're faithful. You're good. Lord, you are our shepherd. In you we have all that we need. You are the source of our joy. You're the source of our satisfaction. You're the source of our peace. You're the source of our protection. You're the source of our hope. And we praise you that we don't cling to theories. But you've revealed yourself in such a way that we know this is true. But oh, we're so easy to get fearful because we forget. We're so limited. We're so prone to wander as your sheep. And yet you continue to patiently woo us back by your spirit through the promises of your word. You're not scared, God. You're sovereign. Over all history, you know what we face. You know what we need. And you provide it perfectly and fully in Jesus Christ. Turn us all to Him. Give us all joy in Him. Reassure us of Your love. Watch over us, God. Keep us. Hold us fast 
we pray. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Lord, and our Good Shepherd. And all God's people said, Amen.